Hi, it's Ray McLennan. Welcome to episode number six of The Skill Stack. This one is entitled, What is Your Core Skill? Now, everyone has a core skill. It's what you do to bring in the cash and put food on the table and a roof over your head. And Many people are also good at that one score, core skill that you have. So what do you need to do to learn, acquire, to move yourself up into the top 20, top 10, or even top 1% in the world? It's something you need to do. So let's crack on with... The skill stack and what is your core skill? Welcome to the Skill Stack Podcast, a podcast with one aim in mind to bring you the best ideas, tactics, and information to help you grow your confidence, your value, and your bank balance with every episode. Many of us are really good at one thing. There are lots of people good at one thing, but when you pick up complementary skills, you have an edge over everyone else. And every skill you acquire doubles your odds of success. Now you're skill stacking. Here is your host, author, public speaker, and world record holder, Ray McLennan. So when it comes to core skills, your, your core skill is, for example, if you are a doctor, then your core skill is obviously medicine. That's, that's the thing. You may specialize in medicine and you may specialize, for example, in heart surgery. So that would be a core skill. If you're an accountant, then it might be doing accounts. It might be doing business development work. If you're a lawyer, then you may be general practice or you may be specializing in property or company. If you're a truck driver, your core skill might be driving articulated lorries. If you are a farmer, your core skill might be growing crops or it might be raising animals. You know, the core skill is what you do effectively that puts food on the table. It's what you've done or planning to do for a number of years. But take a look into the profession that you're in. Now, you could be working in an insurance company, you might be sitting in an office, you might be working in a call center, you could be working in fast food. Whatever it is that you're doing, take a look and project that profession forward by three years. Not five years or 10 years, that's too far into the future. Just three years, just look forward three years. And what will your profession look like? What will it, what will it look like? Will it be affected by artificial intelligence? Is new software going to make your role redundant? Could a, a robot replace you? You know, look around at your co-workers and who do you think the company would keep? Who would they fire? Who would they get rid of? Who, what roles would be made redundant? And what are you going to do to make sure that you're not the next layoff? What are you going to make sure, what are you going to make sure that keeps you bulletproof? What are you going to make sure that make, makes you in the cohort that gets kept so that you can keep earning and you can keep putting bread on the table? Now, in future podcasts, we're going to be interviewing many different people from many different sectors and asking them from their views on the future. So you're going to hear from doctors, dentists, chiropractors, truck drivers, train drivers, policemen, property developers, social media coaches and trainers. You're going to hear from a wide variety of different people. And if you would like to know how the future in your profession will be, so if I've not mentioned it, then send us an email. You can send an email to info at theskillstack.com. Send us an email. Let us know um, that you're, first of all, that you're listening to this and you're not my only listener. There are quite a few, actually. I'm looking at the stats and it's starting to grow. But uh, So thank you for, for listening into this. But fire us an email, info at theskillstack.com and tell us what it is that is uh, working for you. Okay, now 
I've said it before and I, ha and I will say it again, but right now, some of the smartest people in the world are trying to figure out how to replace you with an overseas worker, a cheaper version of you, or better still for them with software, apps, or even a robot. Now, capitalism wants to get things done in the most efficient way at the least cost. So 50% of jobs in 20 different sectors are going to be lost in three to five years. Now, that's now a reality. That is actually a reality. You're seeing it on the news every day. I was looking in Twitter the other day, and uh, there, there was comments and, uh, from, from people saying, you know, I was made redundant at Christmas uh, from my driving job. I can't get another job. Can anybody out there, you know, I, I recommend something. I wouldn't normally post this, but I'm getting desperate. And, and a quick search revealed that there's lots of those kind of posts. So this is starting to hit home, and it's going to start hitting home in a big, big way. Now, many, many people are going to be displaced and are going to struggle to find new jobs. And just by looking on Facebook, looking on Twitter, looking on social media, you'll start to see that. Now, particularly particularly people at the lower end of the sector, because it's the caring, creative and supervisory roles that will probably remain. It will be the self-employed that will remain. It will be the go-getters. It will be the people that are improving their skills. It will be people that are future-proofing themselves. It's going to be the people that are looking ahead and saying, right, what is it I need to know now? What do I need to start learning now? Now, I do not mean go back to university and get a degree Although for some people that might be important. You might have to do that. You might have to go get a master's or you might have to go and get a PhD or something. It depends on what you do. But for the majority of people, there are lots of things that you can do to upskill yourself. And again, throughout the, these podcasts, I'm going to be laying out exactly what they are. Now, I've had some emails in from people, some saying, you know, tell us what the skills are, what are the core skills we're going to need to know. Well, there are 12 core skills that I think everybody should possess. Now, the 12, you know, I, I put a Facebook post out a while back and I said, here are, some, here are some skills, what do you think? And hundreds and hundreds of people replied and they said, yep, you should include this one or you should include that one or you don't need to include that. So there probably are, well, there are more than 12, but there are 12 that I think you really should have and then there's the ought to haves and then there's the would be nice to haves. So there are lots of different skills. Now, when I talk about skills, I'm talking about skills like public speaking. Now, public speaking, not standing on a stage in front of hundreds of people because that's very nervous for some people. But public speaking skills are something that you will need to bring into place for doing, for example, a podcast like this or for doing a PowerPoint presentation and voicing over something, or for conference calls, or even just in a meeting. When you're in a meeting and you've got a group of people, having public speaking skills really, really helps. Now, there are other skills that you would need to know, such as persuasion. You know, how do you persuade? What are the words you can use? What are the phrases that can use? I mean, there are silly, silly examples, but uh, let me give, I'll give you one example. Men's brains are different to women's brains, okay? Now, uh, some people will agree with that, some will, will disagree with that, but um, I don't care. It's fundamentally different, and that's that. The makeup of them is different, the structure of them is different. For example, did you know the corpus callosum, which is the bit that divides two half of the brains, in a woman is thicker than it is in a man? Okay, so what? Well, here's the so what. That means that women are better at multitasking than men because of that physical difference. So there are fundamental differences. Now, 
There are fundamental differences that occur in the brain when certain phrases or words are used and they react differently within, with men and with women. So an example I often give, and it usually gets a laugh when, when I'm presenting, is I'll say to the women in the audience, I'll say, have you ever asked your husband to put the bins out, you know, to, to take out the trash? And they put up their hands and go, yes, so, and they laugh. And I say, well, does he do it? And they will sometimes reluctantly. So I'll usually say to one of the women in the audience, okay, pretend I'm your husband and ask me to take out the trash. And she'll say, and she'll, for comedy effect, will go, honey, could you take out the trash, please? And I'll, and then I'll laugh and everyone will laugh because her husband's usually sitting next to her and he, he shrugs his shoulders or his eyebrows raise and I look at him and I say, that's not normally how she asks, is it? And he said, no, no, it's not. I said, well, how, how does she normally ask? She say, uh, honey, can you, can you take the trash out or take that trash out? Something like that. I said, okay, interesting use of words. Can you take the trash out? So I'll say to, the, to the, the woman there, is that what you would say? She might laugh and go, yes, yes, that's what I would say. I'll say, okay, well, here's what happens at a, uh, in the man's brain at, a, at the basic level. And then there's a bit of a laugh because they say, oh, all men have got basic brains anyway, ha, ha, ha. No, but the, our brains, we have a reptile brain, which is the oldest part of our brain. It's been there for a long, long time, billions of years, millions of years. And then the other parts of the brain have grown up around it. Now, the reptile part of the brain is there to protect us. It's the one that has the fight and flight. It's the one that wants to keep us safe. But what happens when a woman says to a man, or any, even a man says to a man, can you take the trash out? What happens without him even knowing is at a very basic level and in a split second, he thinks, well, of course I can take the trash out. Do you think I'm an idiot? Of course I can. I can take the trash out. I'm just not going to because of the way you've asked me or I've got other things to do or I'm watching the ball game or I'm going to make myself a, you know, a coffee or something like that. But a change in the phrase, a change in the wording, when the woman says, honey, could you take the trash out, please? Or would you take the trash out, please? He's far more likely to comply because it's not triggering anything in that primeval level. It's not triggering anything. It's, it's very neutral. So it's a silly little thing, but it's a thing that can make a big difference. And learning about these kind of persuasion skills in your workplace is dramatically going to help. Now, there are lots more, including parts of social media that you need to learn, because if you're using social media anyway, then you're probably using it wrong. And there's a whole podcast episode that's going to go deep dive and go into detail on that particular one. So there we go. Uh, that is just a sort of short, sharp introduction to what is your core skill to getting you thinking about it and we will have other people coming up in other podcasts and explaining to us what their core skill is and what they think they're going to need to add over the the next few years okay so um that's it that's a short sharp podcast now remember all success leaves clues the skill stack shows you what to look for and more importantly like any great recipe the correct order of the ingredients and skills is just as important. So for all the underlying links here for the transcript, you can go to theskillstack.com podcast. You can get us in our Twitter account at theskillstack or by email info at theskillstack.com. I've been Ray McLennan. You've been great. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>